0: You're listening to the Toolstation Western League Podcast with Ian Knockolds and Tom Hiscott.
1: Welcome listeners to another episode of the Toolstation Western League Podcast with me, Ian Knockolds. It's episode 31 and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Tom Hiscott, the author of the Western League Bulletin. Hello Tom, how are you?
2: Yeah, I'm doing pretty well, thanks.
1: How about yourself? Yeah, not bad, not bad. We recently celebrated um, uh, my daughter Juliet's birthday, so um, not much sleep has been had in the Knockholds house over the last few days, it would be fair to say. Unfortunately, she wasn't able to join me at Oakfields for Melksham's game against Wales, but I did manage to sneak in for the second half myself, um, which was an interesting affair. Um, I'm sure we'll be coming to that... um, uh, to that later on in the podcast, but I mean, it's, it's certainly nice to be back having some football to talk about, isn't it? I mean, the hey, weather, yeah. the weather did play its part, but it didn't run roughshod over quite as many fixtures as, as it has been.
2: No, um, sort of opened up a little bit, so yeah, fingers crossed that continues.
1: Yeah, excellent stuff. All right then. Well, we, we start our um, podcast this week by looking back at the fixtures on Tuesday, the sixth of March, and three games to talk about in the First Division.
2: Yeah, indeed. Uh, Starting with Bishop Sutton, uh, a big 6 0 win for them at home to Warminster. Absolutely amazing result for them. Uh, Oakland Buck has been pretty good since he's in form recently, and he scored a hat trick in that win. So, yeah, Bishop Sutton, 6 0 winners over Warminster last Tuesday.
1: Devises Town there at home to Bristol Telephones.
2: Yeah, another, another high-scoring uh, affair for the home side. 4-1 uh, win, four divisors. Uh, Luke Enderby, Rob Mitchell and uh, Matt Russell all getting on the score sheet there. And there win over Bristol uh, Telephone.
1: And the fight for survival took a fascinating mm-hmm. twist uh, at Portishead.
2: Yeah, indeed. Um, 9 goal thriller, absolutely. Um, Sherborne coming out, five-four winners away at Portishead. Uh, They stormed into a 5 one lead, so it looked like they were going to ease to victory. Uh, Harry Van der Vel scoring twice, he's done done pretty well for them. Uh, But then Portishead did manage to make a game of it. Pretty late on, Uh, they struck, struck uh, their fourth in the 90th minute, but they didn't manage to to force home an equaliser.
0: Yeah, and they were forced to uh, uh, suffer defeat, and it was yeah, Sherborne who took away the three points. A five-four
1: victory. Now moving on to Wednesday, the seventh of March, we had some games in the Premier Division, and they started off with Bridport at home to Melcham Town.
2: Yeah, Melksham doing everything they can to to catch the top side. The three-two win for them uh, away at Bridport. It was Gary Hickton, Obviously, we spoke to him last week. Uh, Luke Ballinger and Rob Hobbs uh, scoring for, the, for them away from home in that
1: triumph. And Cadbury Heath, they were at home to Bitten.
2: Yes, a local local derby and a bit of a thriller, a 3 draw. Uh, both sides scoring in stoppage time uh, during this one. Uh, so uh, Bitten, uh, they found themselves 2 0 up uh, before Cadbury Heath did manage to hit back, uh, level things up. Uh, Heath then actually went ahead. Uh, Jordan Chubb scoring the 89th minute, uh, but then Bitten uh, managed to get the equaliser uh, in the stoppage time, and it was Scott Bryce uh, scoring that goal. Yeah, so finished three all
1: there. And Hengrove, they were at home to Odd Down.
2: Yeah, uh, pretty predictable this one. Mesa White, obviously a little stint at Odd Down earlier this season, uh, but uh, uh, the Hengrove man who's rejoined his former club scored twice, uh, and, and a three-one win for Hengrove there.
1: And finally, in the Premier Division, Wellington they were at home to League Leaders Street.
2: Yeah, not, not all going their way street at the moment, but they, they had to come from behind in this one, but they did manage to win. Joe uh, Chamberlain putting Wellington ahead, uh, but then David O'Hare, uh, he managed to equalise 4th Street, and then Josh Wadham scoring the winner uh, on the hour mark for that, a 2-1 victory away at
1: Wellington. And Richard Fay there proving yet again that he, he finds a way to win. Mm. Um, first Division, uh, Bishops Lydia, they were at home to Malmesbury, Victoria. Yeah, and it was
2: Malmsbury uh, who came over with the three points in this one. Uh, Scott Reynolds and Ed Wilkins, uh, they were down to ten men, uh, in fact, as well, Malmesbury, so a pretty good result for them, so they were the goal scorers. Uh, yeah, 2-1 win away at Bishops Lidiot.
1: And finally, Oldland Abertonians, they were at home to the consistently inconsistent Redstock town.
2: Yeah, not good night for, for Radstock, letting in four. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, 4-3 loss uh, for them away at Oldland. It was Matt Huxley who's recently rejoined uh, Oldland. I know he's a, he's a favourite down there and he scored a, a couple of goals in the last half hour to, to lead them to a 4-3 win over Radstock.
1: So we move on to Saturday the 10th of March and in the Premier Division we kick off with Bitten at home to Odd Down.
2: Yeah, and this was another... Uh, another tight affair, but it was odd down who came over their win, uh, the win, uh, their first in quite a while. I think it was over nearly three months. Uh, and it was Kyle Toos, pretty late on in the game, scoring against his former club. Uh, a 1 0 win, win for odd down away at Bidman.
1: Now, um, Bitten is Dan Langdon's first managerial appointment in the Western League and uh, I thought I'd catch up with Dan we had him on earlier in the season of course he was one of the first um, Premier Division managers we spoke to but I thought it was about time we had a chat with him again and I started by asking him how he was finding his first managerial role Yeah, it's certainly been, um,
0: been testing at times um, this season so my, my background stemmed from our reserve side um, which I enjoyed a couple of seasons of success with. So stepping up to the Western League was always going to be a big uh, a big ask and a big um, you know, change of direction. But um, no, it's what I'm enjoying. I'm learning every day, every week, every game. So it's only, um, for me, I think a step in the right direction. So, yeah, it's the main thing is I'm still enjoying it.
1: Well, it's a fascinating journey you've been on, isn't it? Because, you know, even if I go back over the last couple of months, so looking at your form in 2018, you've, you've beaten Willand Rovers... Um, yep. You've um, you've beaten Bridgewater Town. Both of those games um, were away from home, and um, and uh, you you got a draw against Melksham Town. So you've taken on some of the sort of the form sides, some of the top sides in the division, and uh, you know you've managed to get some very impressive results. Are, are you a bit more frustrated with your with your performances against some of the lesser sides?
0: Yeah, I mean absolutely. I mean, you know, you got all season we've played. Bradford twice and they failed to beat us Melchiorna failed to beat us we actually beat them away from home Um, we we went away to Willand we beat Buckland at home so for some reason we seem to struggle with the so-called weaker opponents but uh, why that is I don't know Um, and our home form isn't very good at all we've only actually won three games at home all season um, in all competitions so I don't know what it is whether it's um, some of my players seem to get more pumped up for the the bigger occasions, but you know, I certainly um, we set up the same way for every game, but the same philosophy. So as I said, why we seem to fail to to beat the sides in and around us is um, is a bit of a, a premiere man really. Why why we can't seem to take the points? But
1: I mean, I'm very conscious of the fact that on the on the podcast, you know, um, we talk about. Street, and we talk about Willand and Melksham and um, Bridgewater Town. You know, it's very easy to talk about the teams at the top of the Premier Division, particularly those sides that have got aspirations. for promotion to the Southern League and at the beginning of this season I spoke to Richard Fay, the manager of Street and he told me that he felt that there were as many as 10 sides, you being one of them, um, that had yeah. genuine ambitions to um, you know, to sort of compete and um, for the top places. Are we actually just seeing a renaissance of Premier Division football? Are we just seeing the fact that you know, there are no easy ties in the Premier Division? You are coming up against a higher standard of football.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I think you know, there's no such thing as an easy game. Um... Uh, you know, as Rich Faye said, you know, we, we were excited that, you know, as a club we wanted to get promotion this season. Um, we won't deny that. Um, and unfortunately we've obviously failed. But I think there's a lot of clubs that are ambitious to, to wanna succeed and for me I think my our philosophy of bitten is you know, we wanna win every game possible and, and win every trophy possible. So I think there are a lot of good sides in the league. Um and I said everyone on a day, anyone could beat anyone. So it is, it is a tough league, and like people say the standard of the Western League dropped, and, and I've been watching the Western League for a long time, and I think it's actually improved quite a lot. So yeah, there's no easy games.
1: Well, you proved that, didn't you, on, on Saturday? I mean, Odd Down aren't having the best of seasons um, this season, but of course they were a side that had won the Premier Divisions only a couple of seasons ago, so they've got pedigree, and um, they right. they gave you a hard game on Saturday, didn't they?
0: Yeah, they did. Um, I mean, on the day, I think it was uh, a very lacklustre game, and it did have the, had a feel to it of uh, of two teams that were looking for a season to hurry up and finish. To be honest, it wasn't a very good spectacle. But um, you know, Old a fight to the end, and, and they got the rewards um, from one of our ex-players, Carl, too. So, frustrating on our part on that. But
1: well, you go again against um, Bridport. Um, and that's not going to be an easy place to go. Is it Bridport are a, a difficult proposition at home?
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, they gave us um, a bit of a place at home <laughs> you know, near the start of the season, so we're fully aware of their qualities and, and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it's a fair, a fair journey as well on a Saturday for us. So, you know, we have to be our absolute best Saturday to, to take at least a an point. So, we don't expect to go there and um, have an easy ride.
1: Um, Well, without wishing to get too far ahead of ourselves in terms of the fixture list, I noticed that you have got two games coming up against Bridgewater Town. Now, earlier in this interview, I did remark upon the fact that in January you managed to win away at Bridgewater, which, again, is not an easy feat, but that was a very good result. you got Bridgewater again in the league, this time they're coming to your ground, but also you are away again in the Les Phillips Cup. So does that win away at Bridgewater give you confidence for the games that are coming up against that side?
0: Yeah, I would say so. Um without being biased to my own sort of team I think on our day if we're at our best and we're disciplined then you know, I think we can we can compete with anybody The um, 2 nil away away victory against them on the season was, was very well justified and very well deserved so you know if we're at our best and you know we're switched on from the off then you know I'd back us to go there and, and beat them and beat them at home as well in, in the league campaign so you know.
1: That mantra about on your day being able to beat anyone, anyway, which is certainly the way that, that I've felt, I mean, looking at the acquisitions you made, you know, particularly players like Scott Bryce, who you know, I've seen a lot of in the Southern League, uh, on, on your day, uh, you, are a, you are a handful for anybody. Does that mean that um, you're, you've got your eyes set on, um, on, a Les, on, a, on a strong showing in the Les Phillips Cup?
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, it's one the club I've never got to the final in. Um, So, as a new manager at this level, it would be nice to make a bit of history as well. Um, And more importantly, uh, a trophy for the club. And we've also got the GFA Cup, which we're in the semi-final in as well. So, you know, the two cups have probably kept our season alive, to be honest, in terms of silverware. So, yeah, you know, absolutely want to go all the way with that one.
1: So very much a focus on the Cups. At the moment you're 10th, so sort of slap bang in the mid-table on the Premier Divisions. I mean, have, have you got your own private, um, or, may, or maybe not so private, particularly after this interview goes to air, but have you got a target um, for where you're hoping um, that the club finish, even if it's just a points target?
0: Um, I think in terms of league position, we would like to, to get a sixth spot. Um, that's what we're sort of um, trying to chase down now, is, is to finish sixth. Um, if, you, if you can get the fifth spot, that's brilliant. But I think, realistically, our target, which is achievable now, is to finish uh, sixth place.
1: And my thanks to Dan for his time. Now, moving on to Bradford Town. They were at home. Good crowd, as well, against Clevedon Town.
2: Yeah, and a good performance, uh, again, from the home side. Uh, Bradford eventually running out 3-1 winners. Uh, and it was Sam Jordan and Dan, C- Dan Coughlin in the first half. Up put them ahead. Uh, Tyler Ashmead uh, scoring for Plevedon, uh, but then uh, Matt Morris having uh, a penalty for Bradford. So, yeah, 3-1 victory for the
1: there. Now, Bridport-Cribs, that fell foul of the weather, but Buckland Athletic against Bridgewater, that game went ahead. Terrific
2: game this one. Obviously two, got, two sides doing extremely well. I think each coming in at least, at least five game winning runs um, on the back of some pretty good form. It was Buckland who, who broke the deadlock. Uh, Richard Groves putting them ahead. Uh, but then Bridgewater managed to hit back pretty late on. Uh, Tom Llewellyn uh, scoring 11. And it looked like they'd probably grab a grab a share of the points. Uh, but Buckland managed to find time to, to grab a winner. Uh, and it was the skipper Liam Head uh, scoring right at the death. Uh, and yeah, and a 2-1 win for Buckland in front of a really good crowd down there.
1: Now Halland against Hengrove and Longwell Green Sports against Wellington neither of those games could beat the weather but Melksham Town, that's the game that uh, I mentioned at the top of the podcast I was at, they were at home to Wells City
2: Yeah and they took advantage of a, an early red card in this one I don't think Wells are having the best of times and uh, yeah, Harry Davidson dismissed inside the first half hour and uh, from that moment on Melksham uh, took, yeah, took them apart somewhat and it was Gary Higdon again uh, on the score sheet scoring a hat-trick for, for the home side uh, Jamie Lyons scoring a pair of uh, long-range free-kicks. Uh, and also those from Luke Ballinger, uh, Ollie Webb and Mark Cooper. Yeah, an 8-2 win for, for Melksham. Six of those goals coming after half-time. So, yeah, rather rather rampant after the break.
1: Well, it was one of the weirdest games of football I've ever seen, that's for sure. I mean, when I got there, it was 3-0 to Melksham. And in the second half... Yeah, very difficult to find the words to tact- um, to tactfully describe what I was watching. It was it was sort of it was like a, like a cat playing with a mouse, um, really. Melksham were doing their, they were, they were sort of camped in the uh, in the Wells half, trying to pass their way through them, and um, fell foul. Because actually, um, no no sooner had I sat down in my seat, but Wells managed to get a breakaway and got got back to three one. But um, I mean, it did really look like. Um, Uh, one-way traffic. There were some good goals um, in there, it has to be said. You mentioned, um, obviously, Higdon on the score sheet, but... um one particular moment of magic to report from the, um, um, uh, from the game. Right at the very end, the last action of the game, Mark Cooper in, uh, in a goal that I can only say was reminiscent of um, John Barnes' effort in the American R, only a little bit better. Absolutely special way um, to finish what was otherwise a, a slightly bizarre game, but um, certainly hats off to Mark Cooper for that effort. It was, um, it was very, very spectacular. Um, Shepton Mallet, they were at home to Will Rovers.
2: Yeah, they were, and another pretty pretty good performance from Shetton out Unfortunately, they did fall to the, the 1-0 defeat. Uh, Willand uh, scoring through Carl Ricard, and I think it was a header. Uh, so, yeah, Willand taking away the three points, but, uh, yeah, not an easy uh, game for them.
1: And finally, Street, um, they were at home and in ominous form against Cadbury Heath.
2: Yeah, home form's um, looking absolutely fantastic. Well, all form, I don't, I don't know why I just said home form. Uh, 5-0 victory, for Street there. Uh, Matt Hurley rifling them ahead in just the eighth minute. And uh, then Lewis Hogg, uh, pretty influential uh, for the home side. Uh, he scored and also laid on a few assists. I think it was Josh Wadham, uh,
0: Harry Foster and Car- Craig Herod also having further gone to the street there.
1: Now, moving into the first division, Bristol Telephones, they were at home to Portishead.
2: Head. Yeah, and Head
0: uh,
2: coming away with a victory, obviously, uh, suffered defeat during the week. Uh, but a 1 0 win away at Bristol Telephones, and it was Dan Elson scoring uh, from, the, from the penalty spot. Uh, and a 1 0 victory for them and Elson in pretty good form recently.
1: Carn Town, um, they entertained Westbury United.
2: They did, yeah, and it was a, a 1 0 draw there. So, Westbury dropping down to the third after this in fact. Uh, 68th minute equaliser from Aaron Witchell uh, helping calm to the point after Dan Kovacs obviously Westbury's top scorer put them ahead um, in
1: the first half Normally I'd speak to managers after they'd won but after two consecutive draws in the league I thought I'd ask Neil Kirkpatrick one of the joint managers if Westbury were suffering something of a wobble
3: um, I think yes yeah, a very fair question um, easy to look at you know saying it's points dropped which in the grand scheme if you're looking at a title race it very much is but you know where we are i think there's two, two ways of looking at it uh, firstly you can look at it where we've come from you know the last few seasons the clubs finished in the bottom three when we took over last february i think we were 18th and falling like a stone and we managed to stabilize and finish mid-table and then obviously we've taken it on um this season i mean we had a two-year plan really to get promotion this season the, the target was top five in an FA Cup place which you know is very much on the cards so uh yes we've achieved that but we're all you know we're all ambitious we want to you know same as everybody we want to win things and um, that's always been my mantra in football not doing it to being also ran so although disappointing um it's points on the board you know uh, we, keep, we always say to lads at the end of a game when we drop points you know it's another point on the board this is a long long old haul this season well you know and it's going to be a tough run in for everybody with the amount of fixtures they've all got
1: I mean that was a slightly facetious way of, of starting this interview because yep. of course the flip side <laughs> the flip side of that question is that you uh, you are 12 games unbeaten in the league and in the league cup. So, so you know that's that's a very good run, I suppose. If there was a criticism, particularly of late um, in the in the rain and weather interrupted um, uh, early months of 2018, it's been that there might be a few more few more draws in there than you would have liked.
3: Very much so, Um, and and a lot. I mean, if you look at, we've had nine draws. Probably five or six of them are undoubtedly games that we should have won, Um, but could have, should have, would have. I'm sure. You know, every other team will say, "Well, we could have won that game." Or that game, and you are where you are. You deserve to be where you are. Um, you know, the flip side of my argument was saying where we've come from and where we are. have we, you know, we look at things quite in depthly. And you know, you could argue we've underachieved, um, and that means that doesn't mean that just the team. That means you know, the management team, us, the four of us that run the team. You know, we'll look at ourselves. Perhaps we got that decision wrong, that substitution wrong. Um, and you know, you look at the caliber of the players that we have got, or that the side that we put together. And you know, I, I'd, I'd like to think we should be probably ten points ahead of ourselves, but we're not. So, you know, was it eleven games to go? I think uh, it's. I keep saying it's a roller coaster ride, and it's, there'll be ups and downs. Um, you know, it's in Keynesham and Roman Glass's hands now. Um, So we've just got to keep plugging away.
1: Because when we spoke earlier in the season, um, we talked a bit about um, how many games um, you'd played on the bounce um, uh, right at the beginning of the campaign. And, um, you know, I think that there was an element of frustration um, in that because, you know, you were playing a couple of times a week. And, of course, that was headaches for squad selection and the rest of it. The flip side of that was you were winning. Winning's, a, win, winning's obviously a habit, yeah. and I wonder whether I... you know if we look at look at the uh, look at you know the fixtures in 2018. You've, be, you've only been able to play one game in March. You did manage to play four times in in February, but you only played once in actually. no, you played you did play twice in January. So you know there have been a lot of interruptions. Do you think that's played a part in sort of arresting your momentum? Quite
3: possibly, yeah. Um, although you could argue you've got you know. Fully fit squad, um, but yeah, we yeah, I, that's probably a fair argument. To be fair, but it's it's the same for everybody else. You know, it's, it's been stop start, um, with the exception, I suppose. You know, and and I can understand. There's a fantastic argument to have three four G pitches, but um, you know they're playing every week in training on those pitches, so it's a little, possibly a little bit easier for those guys. But. Um, you know, generally it's the same. Everybody's been stop-start, but yeah, I think you're probably right. We, it's probably taken a bit of the momentum, and it is hard to get
1: that going again. Now, you uh, you mentioned that uh, the sort of the future of the first division is now in the hands of Keynesham and Roman Glass, but that's not entirely true, is it? Because you do have both coming to Meadow Lane um, later this month, and uh, that must make it. Um, and that must really concentrate the mind I would imagine that you're hoping that um, that, that the good burgers of Westbury will be coming out and cheering you on in numbers for those really important matches
3: yeah uh, I hope so I mean as I say the attendances this season have been um, probably double and a little bit more than they were last season so yeah it would be great to get big crowds for those games and I'm sure we will and I'm sure those two teams will bring a good support with them and you know they're, they're going to be fantastic games but not even thinking about those games ahead. We've got, you know, we've got a big game uh, possibly with, with Devizes tomorrow, and then down at Ashton and back. well on Saturday, and that's really, you know, the other games are irrelevant until we get
1: to them. Because devises is a is obviously a derby game for you in Wiltshire, uh, just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and you, I mean, you you just uh, you just travelled to Cannes, which of course is again not a million miles away from you. I mean, are you finding that? Ha- well, how are you finding the derbies this season?
3: Um, they are derbies, but again, the Bristol sides will tell you that you know there's a load of Bristol clubs in it, so yeah, it's everybody knows everybody, and yeah, you know, it's it's not an excuse. Um, you know, Saturday. Uh, we should have won the game. Uh, we didn't play. We, we did. We didn't play well. That's for sure. But um, could have, should have, would have. Again, there was probably three penalty decisions that were cast iron. You know, the current lads managers were saying, "I can't believe you didn't get those." But that's that's how it goes. It's, I'm a firm believer that things even themselves out over a year. Um, and yeah, the derby games are tough. Like so say, certainly devices is always, is always. You know, I remember back years and years ago when I was playing. It was never an easy place to go, and it was always a tough game. And, and no doubt, tomorrow night will be again.
1: You did say earlier in this interview, and it was something I was going to ask you about. Um, uh, uh, in this conversation, um, uh, picking up on, on, our, on our previous conversation uh, about the targets for the season. I mean, you've been consistent, in fairness to you, um, uh, about the, 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 the ambition of a top-five finish. And I think that when we spoke, again, back, in the, back at the beginning of the season, you felt that it was really others who were bigging up um, Westbury this season. that you know, the, the project, as you saw it, was a little bit longer term. The fact that you've... You know, when we, when we look at what's changed between those early months... Of the season, and now we're in March. Um, the fact that you have been able to spend so much time of this uh, this season at the sort of the top, it was certainly in the top two, in the promotion positions in the mm. first division. Would you personally be disappointed if you didn't manage to get up this season?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, as I say, I um, lucky. Well, I say I've been lucky all through my managerial uh, time. That I've always been in a successful side with Larkhall and Trowbridge before that, um, and I. You know, I, I I don't want to do it to turn up, and, you know, and, and not not achieve things. But um, equally, I know how hard it is, and I know you know there's some very good clubs in our division. Um, and again, I think we were built up. Um, you know, there's a lot of nonsense being spouted about what we're paying, which is, couldn't be further away from the truth. Um, and I've, but but it does raise other people's. I don't know. They like to seem to, you know. You know we're there to be shot at in their eyes, uh, and certain sides certainly raise the game against us. And then they, you know, it makes it harder, I suppose. But it is what it is, and it's you know it's forty-two games. Uh, well, the best two sides will go up. Yes, I'll be I'll be gutted if we don't. But equally, you know, Keenham and Roman Glass, you know, two very good sides. Um, I have a a little inkling that Roman Glass are going to win it, but I've felt that for about four months now. Um, But, you know, they can be rest assured we'll be giving it a very, very good go.
1: And one final question for you. I've, I've made this all about you. And uh, we shouldn't, should we? Because you're no, no. you're only one part of um, of the management team at um, at Westbury United, and of course the other part being a rather important person in your life it's your son Joe. How's that re- How's that relationship over the course of the season been going between you and him?
3: Yeah, absolutely fine. I mean, Joe does he does the day to day, you know, dealing with the players in you know getting probably all the text players not happy they've been taken off or players not happy they're not being picked. Um, Ideal, you know, either on a training night or the match day side, I do the team talk, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it works well. Um, we probably argue a little—not argue, but we we have conversations again with Luke Smith and Barry Crease who help us every day about selection. Um, but it's Joe's final shout on that side, and then it's up to me then to prepare them on a Saturday to do the job. So it, it, it's a good mix. Personally, I'd like to see him playing more than he has, but that's just a personal thing. But, it, you know, it's, it's his call. Um, but it, it, it seems to work well.
1: And my thanks to Neil for his time. Uh, Chard Town against Ashton and Backwell and Cheddar against Devizes both fell foul to the weather. Chippenham Park, they were at home to Roman Glass and George.
2: They were, and it was a storming away victory for, for Roman Glass and George. Um, continuing their ascent up the table... Uh, a 5-0 victory for them away at Chippenham Park Reese Hodgson scoring twice uh, And there was also goals from Ryan Bradford uh, Lewis Wentland, and Jason Burt A lot of uh, usual usual names on the score score sheet for them So yeah, 5-0 for Roman Glass and George And I don't think anyone wants to play them at the moment uh,
1: Well, Canesham Town, they were also in good form At the weekend and they were in front of The, uh, the largest crowd In the um, uh, First Division, in fact one of the largest crowds In the league last week um, They entertained Wincanton Town They did, yeah, Uh,
2: 127 there, and uh, a 3-1 win for Cention, so yeah, it's all going well there. took over an hour for them to break the deadlock, however, but then two goals in quick succession from Craig Wilson and Carl Box suddenly put the home side uh, to a head. Uh, Danny then added a third eight minutes from time. So Kenton three up before Gary Chapman struck a late consolation for Wincanton. But yeah, Kenton continuing to to win and uh, yeah
0: keep keep the chasing pack at bay.
1: Now Malmesbury Victoria against Bishop Sutton and Radstock Town at home to Corsham Town, both postponed. Um, Sherborne Town, however, they did get it on against Almondsbury.
2: Yeah, and after a five four um, result during the week for Sherborne, they then. Uh, enjoyed, uh, well not enjoyed, uh, they suffered a 5-3 defeat on Saturday, uh, to, uh, home to Almondsbury, so yeah, plenty of goals if you're watching Sherbourne at the moment, uh, and it was yeah Almondsbury running out the winners, uh, Daniel Lane scoring twice for them, uh, and also goals from Alex Bist Ashley Knight and Keelan Masteras, so yeah five goals away from home, and uh, yeah pretty pretty impressive win for Almondsbury
1: uh, Warminster Town, they were at home to Bishop's Lydiard
2: yeah, Bishop's Lydiard claiming a uh, 2-1 win here uh, I'm not sure who actually scored, uh, but the goal's coming after the break uh, there, so nil-nil at half time. But then, uh, yeah, Bishop said he managed to run out two one winners.
1: And finally, Welton Rovers never got a chance to play Oldland Abertonians. That game also uh, falling foul of the weather. As indeed did Melksham Town against Bridgewater Town, which, of course, was scheduled to take place on Monday, the 12th of March. Um, so we start our preview of this week's games on Tuesday, the 13th of March, and we've got five games in the Premier Division, Tom.
2: Yeah, indeed. So Tuesday night in the Premier, we've got Chipping Sodbury Town versus Bridport. Uh, we've got Odd Down versus Bradford Town. Uh, we've got Street versus Willand, uh, a huge game there. And then finally, Buckland Athletic, they travel to take on Well City.
1: Of course, those, subject, those fixtures are subject to uh, weather conditions, and we know that Brislington against Wellington has already fallen foul of the weather. As well. Some of the fixtures in the First Division may have also done. Um, Almondsbury were scheduled to entertain Radstock. Um, Bishop Sutton take on Carn, Portishead Town against Malmesbury Victoria, and Wincanton Town against Chard. And again, um, at the moment, the, uh, the weather gods are rolling the old rou- roulette wheel of luck, and uh, we, we seem to be losing more often than not. Anyway, um, there is a, well, hopefully, fingers crossed, a Premier Division game on Wednesday the 14th, um I'm Tom.
0: Yeah, the
2: weather's looking pretty good, just looking at the forecast. Uh, so hopefully, yeah, Wednesday evening we've got Cadbury Heath home um, to
1: Hengrove in the Premier Division. And a bit more action in the First Division. Bishops Lydian t- take on uh, Roman gla- uh, Welton Rovers. Bishops and um, Bristol Telephones take on Roman Glass, oh dear. Um, Chard Town take on Chippenham Park. Oldland Abertonians are at home to Sherbourne. Warminster Town take on Carn and Westbury United entertain devices. And uh, Now, hopefully, um, we'll have a more um, comprehensive uh, list of uh, fixtures I- in the league on Saturday the 17th of March. And in the Premier Division, Tom, do you want to take us through the uh, the games? Yeah,
2: sure. So we start with Bradford Town, they're at home again, they take on Hengrove. Uh, we've got Bridgewater, uh, they take on Cribbs. Bitten travel to take on Bridport. Uh, we've got Bridlington versus Willand. Uh, Cadbury Heath versus Buckland. Uh, Melksham hoping to add to the, the goals they got on the weekend. They travel to take on Cleveton. Halland versus Chipping Sodbury. Uh, we've got Longwell Green Sports. They're at home to Wales, big game at the bottom. Uh, we've got Street, uh, the league leaders. They host Shepton Mallet. And then finally, Odd Down, uh, they travel to take on Wellington.
1: And in the 1st Division, it's Almondsbury against Marnsbury-Victoria. Ashton and Backwell United take on Westbury. Bishop Sutton take on Chard. Bishop's Lydiard entertain Wincanton Town. Carn Town are at home to Cheddar. Oldland Abertonians take on Portishead Town. Radstock entertain Devices. Roman Glass take on Canesham Town. Sherborne Town entertain Bristol Telephones. Warminster take on Corsham. And Welton Rovers entertain Chippenham Park. Now, you know what's coming, Tom. What What is your match of the weekend?
2: I mean, I think, yeah, first division, tough to look past Roman Glass and Georgia against Cainsham. Kind of said no-one wants to play Roman Glass at the moment, but I think Cainsham will be up for the up for the challenge. They've been yeah, top two for most of the season. Um, Roman Glass and Georgia, I think, had a couple of games in hand um, over sort of Christmas time, uh, but they've now, now caught up and, um, yeah, it's looking pretty tight at the top of those two, along with Westbury, obviously, looking like the... The teams that are battling out for promotion, so yeah, it's tough to look past Raymond Grass and George against Keynes
1: in the first division on Saturday. Well, I agree with you. Um, I look up to the Premier Division and um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by Longwell Green sports against Wales City. It's a basement yeah. battle, but if something's going to give, you know, if we are going to see um, some movement at the bottom of the table then um, I think one of these sides certainly needs to, um, um, to get three points out of this game and then hope that they go on a run. So I shall be looking out for, um, for that one um, uh, at the weekend. Now then, parish notices. Well, if you heard my interview last week um, with Gary Higdon, of course, Melksham Town's hotshot, um, we, well, I asked the question um, about what, who is your club's leading goal scorer? Um, which I'm fascinated um, to find out across the league. Now, we have had some um, communication on this one. So, for example, Welton Rovers have been in touch and Ian Henderson is the name that's come back. Uh, He's got 321 goals um, for the Green Army. Um, Bridgewater Town were also uh, in contact and Chris Young is recognised as um, as their leading goalscorer. So if you know who your club's leading goalscorer is, then please let us know. It would be fascinating to see if we can compile something of a list. Um, to see who are the, uh, the Western League's um, greatest hot shots. Um, Tom, um, you, you, you will have had... You, the, the non-league paper, I'm sure, will have kept you gainfully employed. At least you had some um, football to write about um, this weekend. Um, have you managed your column in this week's edition? Yeah,
2: nice. Uh, longer than usual. So, yeah, a couple hundred words there on the uh, Premier Division games that took place on the weekend.
1: Available in all good bookshops, of course. Absolutely. Um, uh, we, sadly, your your bulletin is not, but at least it is available on the um, the Western League website, isn't it? Yeah, in the usual places, yeah. So that's, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Follows, um, yeah, the Premier and uh, the First Division stuff that's, yeah, recently happened on the
1: weekend. Excellent stuff. Tom, thank you very much for your time. And okay. um, hopefully if the weather holds, we will continue to have some football to talk about right. on next week's Tool Station Western League podcast.